Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. Today, we have Shai Fontanet on the show. She's an actor, model, content creator. And if you follow her on Instagram or TikTok, she's so funny. I mean, you, I laugh to the point where I'm crying when I'm watching your stuff. I mean, you're I, I always unfiltered. love hearing that. I know. I, I, it never gets old, honestly, because it's like it's just me really honestly just being myself. And like when people really react to it, I'm like, oh. You think like me. All right. It's like, even if you don't, I'm like, you can laugh at it. You know, I'm like, I love that. You no, know, it's really refreshing because I think people just want permission. You say a lot of the things that people want to say. Mm -hmm. And it takes a lot of courage to say those things because sometimes I'm sure you also get backlash. Yeah. I honestly just don't give a fuck, you That's know, and I'm, I hate to even be like that. I mean, not be like that because it's me, but it's just like, I always say, I'm like, you can't embarrass me. You can't blackmail me. You can't do this and that because I will literally say it like if i have a video out there of me giving a blowjob i'll be like yeah that's me you know what i'm saying like it's just it you have to own up to who you are and i feel like that is what people respect the most you know oh authenticity absolutely. <laughs> i'm sure a lot of people are wondering how do you become like that where you own yourself and you don't care you know um it came from having a large family and it really is like genetically built inside of me because both of my parents are honestly some clowns like my dad is one of the funniest men that I know he's a complete character he's also one of the smartest men that I know like, he's amazing like I love my dad is just very he's that I won't say drunk uncle because sometimes those can be perverts but he's not that but he's he's just a a great time like he's like it's my uncle Don you know and my mom is just she lights up a room like she walks in she gets everybody standing up dancing like both of those two combinations together really created this and then on top of that, having four older sisters and every part of me is a piece of them. So I just I give my whole personality to all of them. <laughs> Got it. Are your sisters similar to you? Yes. Yeah. I, I that's what I said. Like I have a little bit of me and all of them. Like I can be serious. A lot of people don't think that it's very rare. But that from my oldest sister, my second oldest, she is sassy. I'm a little sassy. My third oldest is a very dry sense of humor. I can have a dry sense of like, but and a mothering nurturing my um fourth sister is a complete character she's like me but worse and <laughs> she was on like youtube and doing things like that before youtube was even like a thing you know and i grew up watching them and like observing them and being like i want to be like them i want to you know so it was just natural for me and my whole family were very close knit so okay. to me that was important ah okay so you probably feel very su naturally supported oh my goodness i'm the youngest so it's normal. <laughs> it's like not even anything, anything that I do, they're in full support. And they're like, you're going to be great. You're going to do like anything that I do. So I have a great support system. I came from love. So like any, I project that. And I think people see that too. Okay. Yeah. Because you seem very confident. <laughs> do I, I don't mean it to be arrogant. <laughs> no, no, no. At all. Like I'm not, by far not. It's just, it's with my, you know, it's honestly, I've been told that, you know, I'm amazing all my life. <laughs> So I'm like, you don't think so? What? That's crazy. <laughs> Has anyone ever said anything like a random commenter that it bothered you? On Instagram or in real or TikTok. life? Or TikTok. Yeah, um, TikTok. TikTok. The world, it's full of bullies. Like, it really is. And I'm like, my biggest thing is that people take me, sometimes will take me too seriously. And I'm like, take a fucking joke. It's like, a joke. it's literally a joke. Like, I'm really 
I can be opinionated. I can like the, I don't know if you've seen, but the other day I spoke about gun laws very briefly and gun control. And, you know, a few people when I woke up the next day were like, yeah, I don't think how you speak about gun laws. This is not, you're one of those. I was like, fuck you blocked. I don't have like, I'm asking, I'm not asking for your opinion. I'm only telling mine. Right. And it's like, you can control and dictate what you want to see on any, pl- I mean, not what you want to see, but what you will put up with, you know? So I'm like, fuck out of here. Absolutely. I I view it similarly that Mm -hmm. it's when people try to control what everyone else is doing. I'm like, you're allowed to on your page. You can say whatever you want to. If you disagree, go Mm -hmm. say it on your page. Like, why do you need to come police other people's pages? Exactly. I literally spoke that too. I do say, I you know, honestly thinking about it, sometimes I do say some wild shit. I don't know if you've seen this. Um one this woman with a phd is that there was a there is a therapist and i'm like who the fuck is giving these people degrees because i'm like it may be some scientific knowledge to what she knows but she said that if you lose weight you're fat phobic i was like what the fuck are you actually talking about and then it's the people who say things like that and they perpetrate that type of like they're trying to speak of self-love but it's also a self-hate it's like if i want to lose weight I'm, why do you have to put a label on what I, why I'm that? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's crazy to me. Yeah. It's so crazy to me. But like, to answer your question on comments, um, I honestly do get more love than hate, but that also is because I am like a little micro with my following. I have like 50K. If I were to have more, I'm sure more people would do that. But I feel like the little following that I have now, like they know my little personality, you know? Yeah. They know I'm kidding most of the time. It's TikTok that, that are... That Gen Z are some fucking bullies. They are. It makes me a little sad. I mean, the people who are on TikTok who are making those kind of comments, it's very mindless, number Mm -hmm. one. And honestly, it makes me a little sad. I'm like, there's more people who are just, it seems like just not intelligent Mm -hmm. (laughs) than I would like to think. Yeah. But my sister likes to remind me, like, this is like the garbage disposal of the internet here where people just shoot off. She says that. That's hilarious. (laughs) And Gen Z thinks they're so smart. I'm so pissed at them. I can't even wear skinny jeans anymore. I'm like... Who who made these rules? Gen Z can't wear a side part. I can't wear skinny jeans. They are they are bullies. They are some bullies. I'm like Jesus. Well, it's also the people who are. They also promote kindness, right? It's crazy to me. I'm like, who are y'all? It is so confusing. It's like, and I, I do respect them because they do speak up on. They do speak up on topics and yes. um. Yeah, that's a good thing. Things they do. They speak yeah. up on it, and they're not afraid to speak to their races grandmothers grandmothers like oh, they don't, they're not afraid to speak up on things of like things aren't that aren't equal basically okay, things yeah. that aren't equal they're, they're they're not afraid to speak up but they're also just very like dr jekyll mr hyde to me because i'm like you're saying one thing and then you're completely doing another you're perpetrating another complete image like th- these are the reasons people kill themselves because y'all are complete bullies it's mindless comments yeah. that people can see every single day that maybe it's it's crazy do you think it's because they have grown up with like having social media that they don't really know the impact that they can have on others being behind a screen because if you grow up in a big family and you're interacting Mm -hmm. face-to-face in this world I think you see and you connect and you can see the impact that your words might have on people more when you can see the reaction Mm -hmm. on their face true or even if they don't say anything those micro you know you pick up on oh you like because they're being they're isolated within their own little four walls and their Mm -hmm. own little big web that they have yeah i completely agree with that yeah one thousand percent in the same sense though i feel like to me they know exactly what they're doing they just don't have the right type of like we used to get weapons i'm not saying that it's a 
I used to, but like not bad. My mom used to beat my ass, but like we, like there were consequences and repercussions for everything that you do. And I feel like people have vomit out the mouth sometimes, like diarrhea in the mouth. And it's just like, there's no consequences to any of these actions. There's no, like, you're not getting reprimanded for anything you say and do. And then the only reprimation is that someone has passed away and someone's killed themselves because of the things that people are saying. And it's like, this world is so full of like self-love, self-love, self-love. Look, I don't really care for Gen Z. I like them. My little niece is Gen Z and she's cool, but like, I'd be like, I can't say anything. Are you depressed right now? I'm like, <laughs> the fuck is going on? Can I, may I ask your age? You're talking about Gen Z. I'm 30. You're th- you're, I'm finally admitting that because uh, in whatever room I'm in, however old they are, I'm like close to that age. Right. How old are you? I'm 40. All right, I'm 35. I'm just kidding. No, I'm not. I'm 30. <laughs> I'm like if they're if they're like older older not older than like not that but I'm like I'll be thirty but like if I'm in a room full of twenty four year olds I'm like twenty six <laughs> like you're not gonna get me because I knew what it was like when I was like twenty three and I'm like you're thirty <laughs> like it's crazy and I'm like now that I'm thirty I'm like this is cool it's this is fine it is well how did you feel when you were about to turn thirty did stuff come up you know you you, you it I was losing my mind like I. 30 to me was like, I'm not married. I don't have any kids. I don't have a house. What career path am I really taking? What am I doing? I'm still bartending in the club. I'm doing this and that. It was a lot. Like, it was just a lot of just self-reflection as well. I was talking to people that were older than me. I was like, how did you feel at 29? It's really like, as for for a woman, I feel like it's a really like, I'm sure when I'm older, I'm not going to think it was as pivotal. But like right now, to me, it was like, not the end of the world, but it was like, I'm turning 30 yeah you know and your 20s you could still fuck up you could still mess up a little bit. and like it's yeah. 30 is like you need to be on this path you need to have this strategic path that you're supposed to be on that everyone's supposed to follow every woman's supposed to follow at 30 you know absolutely yeah you start to think like what what am i doing what do i want to do mm-hmm. and that's when it clicks also that every 10 years there's a generation coming up right behind mm-hmm. you like oh i'm not the 20s anymore there's so you you just turned 40? I just turned 40. So how was that? How was that, that twenty the transition? It was great because it was actually, I, I feel that more women, um, the 30s is harder. Mm-hmm. But then the 40s, because as you get older, you just really care less and mm-hmm. less. And you become more of who you are and just really embracing mm-hmm. that. And so I loved it. And All I'm right. really excited for this decade. Where when I turned 30, there was that moment of panic. Like, you know. So you of, agree like how I felt? Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. What, when's your birthday? May 7th. Taurus. You're a Taurus. Okay, my dad's a Taurus. Okay. Okay. I love Taurus. Y'all are just very my way or the highway. I, stubborn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I, no. And a few of my best friends are Taurus too. So, but no, that's congratulations on being forty. You look amazing. You look great. Thank How's you. this sex drive? So it it does change a little. I'll be honest. <laughs> really? I, well, it's my body has changed, so it's I get hot. So that's a thing. Really? Yeah. Is yeah, that like, like is that premenopausal? It might be, but I um, I saw an acupuncturist and she asked, she's like, are you really hot when you go to bed? I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's new because normally I run cold. Really? And so, yeah, it does change a little. And then I'll like... What's the AC on at night? I, I, <laughs> so far, well, we live by the beach. So luckily it's not oh, yeah, too it's hot, it but it's just something I've noticed that I mm-hmm. didn't have before. Um, and then also the lubrication is, is different. Really? Yeah. It's not the same as before. And yeah. so, so from like 35 to 40 is when you see you the, see the, the change physical changes, like your face starts to change, knee pain, like it's real. I have knee pain already. Okay. My, my hangovers last literally like two days now. And I'm like 30s being like, I can't drink like I used to, but still trying. And that is me. Every time I'm like, 
The next day, I'm like, I am done. I feel like daggers are in my head and my stomach. I can't do it. Yeah. So you start to show up different just because, yeah. like, is this worth it? Exactly. Are all these drinks going to mm-hmm. be worth it for the next mm-hmm. day? Which now, at this point where I am, I'm like, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Yeah. I can, I can see that. I'm like, I'm, I was like, when I'm 40, 45, 50, I'm going to switch to just like wine. I said, that's when I'm a really mature. <laughs> so right now, I'm still throwing back shots, doing blowjob shots. I don't know what's going on. I'm like, I'm 30. <laughs> it's crazy. I will say with sex drive, though, it's, well, it depends on the person. And I'd mm-hmm. say for women, for me, it's also, it's what's going on in my life. Mm-hmm. And I think right now, uh, like we moved last year, we got a house renovation. Oh, nice. It's a lot, it's a of lot going on. Management. It's, I always say it's not a sexy time when you're renovating a home. Mm-hmm. Have you ever, ever renovated a home or lit? Funny, funny enough, yes. Cause I, I lived in, um, New Orleans with my ex and he owned property and I've definitely, I be, believe me, we have ladders, we had ladders in the house painting my hair two different places. It's just a lot. It's sort of stressful. I don't want to go home. Yep. I don't want to lay in the bed <laughs> when it still smells like dust, dust. and paint and funky. I, like, I don't want to do it. I get it completely. So yeah, I have. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's, let's shift gears and talk about dating and relationships. Mm-hmm. Now I want to find out about that lubrication and sex trafficking. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I need to figure, I'm like, is there a way to... I mean, if there's a way to improve it, that'd be great. But I, I Honestly, just know it's the difference that mm-hmm, it's not it's as, a difference. I'm sure it's still it's not as wet as before. I I thought about that before because I actually I do get I do get extremely wet like that too. And I've been told that before that they're like all that changes like and it's just a known common thing. And it's just not it's not uncommon for women at all. One thousand percent. I'm just like I don't know how I feel about that because I'm just so used to it. Like I'm, yeah, it's just crazy. It hits you th- when things start to change. Like, oh, I have a few gray hairs. Like, mm-hmm. so there's eventually going to be more. And for men, too. I mean, it's like the over 40 boner. Uh-huh. It's, it's different. It's crazy. It's, it's I'm different. like, look, I've had sex with a 45-year-old before. And I was just like, what's going on here? Is it me? <laughs> I think a lot of people question that. I'm like, they're like, is it me when something goes wrong in another relationship? And like with the other person, I'm like, no, it's just literally the way our body is built. And I'm glad you found a partner who's able to like go through those with you that's yeah. that's my biggest thing in relationships and dating like you want to get back i'm like i want to i'm at the place in my life where i want to have someone to share every single moment every single trial and error with you know absolutely especially if you're going for long term that you have to have that exactly you know, because the sex is only gonna keep if that's the glue mm-hmm. it won't forget be long. it yeah. yeah forget it okay so you're in a relationship right now mm-hmm. it's how long have you been together so we've been together for a year and we were friends for a year Mm-hmm. Was he interested in you immediately? And so I say friends for a year to keep it PG and not talk about our toxic stage. Okay. But um, <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy the first year. I was. He's from New York. I'm from Louisiana. But we met in Los Angeles, where I live in Los Angeles now. And it was in the middle of COVID. Literally right in the beginning, actually. Not even in the middle. COVID started in like March 2020, right? I met him May 24th, 2020. So it was in the middle of COVID, you know, we were just stuck in this cocoon. We went to like a random, like me and my, we thought it was like this low key, just a few people. It was like for Memorial Day. And we thought it was low key. I had on no makeup. I had on like, I thought it was going to be like very close knit because obviously we're in the middle of COVID. When I tell you everybody was at this party, I feel like Chris Brown was there. It was like some random, it was like really, I was like, I have not, I don't look great at all. And I'm like, it's fine. I can go in these settings without makeup, but I'm like, I wanted to at least feel good. <laughs> but I see these people there and I'm like, okay, this isn't the party I thought it was. But I'm like, okay, whatever, it's fine. Literally like 10 minutes in, 
my boyfriend walks up to me and he's like, hi, what's your name? And I'm like, I'm shy. And he's like, I'm having blah, 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 and that. And he's like, all right, have fun. I'll see you later. And I'm like, is that it? <laughs> what do you mean, have fun, see you later? I looked to my friend and I was like, because we, we looked at each other and I was like, he'll be back. He'll be back. And he did. And he came back and we started talking and then we hit it off. Like I was with him every single day for like four or five months. You know, if you're in L.A., if you dated in L.A., you know that the dating game, after three months, you really see what it really is. Like the relationships don't last after three months in L.A. And like around our fourth month, he had to like go back to New York and we were kind of like arguing, figuring out what we do, where we go from here. And one thing led to another. He went to New York and I was like, fuck you, I'm going to be in L.A. And I did my own thing. And he didn't want to commit. So it was like, I don't know about you, but I'm not sticking around for that. But I kind of did, and I didn't. Like, I did my own thing. But we're hoping. You were so hopeful. I was obsessed with him. I was completely obsessed. But I did my own thing, you know. We ended up reconnecting because he seen me really doing my own thing. Ladies, if you want a man to commit, be a hoe before that. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But um, I don't know what men expect sometimes when you don't really do not what they're asking but what they expect of you to do like if you're not going to commit to me i'm not going to commit to you right we've had that talk before he was just like you know sometimes not speaking of him but like men you have to make changes and if you want to commit to somebody if you want somebody to commit to you i was like in the beginning i was only for you i was only with you i was inseparable from you but when the moment you said you didn't you don't know where you see this relationship going I'm moving forward. Like, I'm not about to stick around for that. Mm-mm. It's good for you. Good for you. Because actually a lot of women, they will stick around. I'm guilty of that. I've done that a lot. Mm-hmm. No, believe Until me. Until I learned my lesson. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. And I feel like I did both with him. So if people were to ask me, I wouldn't I wouldn't be so lenient again. I wouldn't. I, at a point, it wasn't begging. But it was like, what are you doing? Why aren't you with me? Why aren't you doing this? Like, fly me to New York. Do Like, it was... It was a lot. It was a lot. And like when we first got together, it was kind of like he felt kind of rushed because I was like, look, if you want to be with me, this is what we're doing. We're going to put a title on it. And I I don't know why I cared about that title so much because I really was obsessed with him, even if I fucked other people. (laughs) Like I was. We weren't together, but I'm like, I'm not about to be sitting around playing with a vibrator. I don't even like playing with myself for real. So it's like, you know, I want the real thing. I'm just kidding. He'd hate me. But um. I would take some of my dignity back if I were to do it again because I was like, I'm perfect. I'm important. I'm this. You know how many men would want to be with me? You know this. You know, I would I would just allow it to be an easy transition transition of like, okay, and I would leave. And like in the beginning, I don't feel like it was forced. I feel like he was more logical. He was like, I live in New York. You live in L.A. We're chasing two parts of our – he's in the music industry, and I'm in entertainment in a sense, and it's just like – your entertainment and the castings that you have are in L.A. My music, the, the people I work with are in New York. So I, I get he was being logical, but in the same sense, it was like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm erratic. I want. I love you. I want to be with you. You know, I didn't, I really, I was obsessed from the moment I met him. I was obsessed. He completely is too, 1,000%, but he was way more logical. And I was like, and I don't understand that. If Rihanna came around, you would figure out a way to make it work with Rihanna. So I was like, I'm Rihanna. <laughs> Love me. Choose me. Pick me. Be with me. <laughs> I'm like, Love me. And like now that we're here, we have really surpassed that stage of just like, 
I love him. <laughs> I'm obsessed. I would be I would be hurt like if something were to happen. Like I would be hurt. So what was that conversation like when he finally came around? Did he bring it up? Did you bring it up? Came around as in like in a relationship? Like like, this is what we're going to do? Yes. It was selfish to me in the beginning. It sounds selfish when I say it out loud. But he was like, it hurt me to see you, you know, I don't, he was like, I don't ever want to see you with anyone else. He was like, I can't, like, I, I, I," he was like, I'll do whatever it takes did he for see, us to make this work? He saw you with someone else, or he knew what was up. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he knew what was You're up. You're like, by the way, I fucked someone. <laughs> <laughs> no, he he, of course, never really wanted to speak about it. But like, I argued. This is how it happened. Actually, I argued with him because he he was in working on an album. He was in he was somewhere. He was out of the sta- out of the country. Flew back to New York, and I'm like, okay, now you're back in New York. I'm in L. A. I was like, fly me out. I want to. I want to see you. I haven't seen you in a few months. Like I want to see. Like we were. You know. I want to see you, because we were still friends. We would talk, and it would be like I figured out a way to keep it platonic and keep it cool, and we would just you know update each other. And I was like, well, at this point, I was like, I want to see you. So fly me out. And like I guess I was too aggressive, and he was just like, honestly, the way you talking, how you. That's why I was like, I wouldn't do it again. I would be. I would leave peacefully. I was like, all right, cool. Bet you're not gonna fly me out. I'm gonna do my own thing. So I. One, uh, a friend, a homie, literally. But he was a football player, but really never did anything with him. He really, he talked to one of my friends. And um, I was like, they were all going to Miami. And I was like, yeah, count me in. Because I was like, hoping I would go to New York. But I was like, count me the fuck in. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to commit, like, no, count me in. So I'm in New York living my, I mean, in Miami living my best life. I'm on boats, I'm on yachts. I'm getting drunk in the club. I am looking my best. I'm looking tan, golden. I'm just having a blast. I'm living my life. And I'm posting everything about it. I'm like, of course. <laughs> I look good. Yeah, having a having a ball. Yeah, driving the boat. Like, I'm doing everything. <laughs> I'm taking shots. I'm giving other people shots. And <laughs> something about it, he was like, uh-uh. He flew me out from Miami, like, the next day. Oh, okay. And he was like, you know, I can't. He was like, regardless of where we've gone in life or what we've done, he was like, I can't stop thinking of you. I can't. Any like I can't go a week without talking to you, and that it was true. Even if I was with people, we wouldn't go like a week. And I would try. I'd be like, "Fuck you!" Whatever it was in him completely changed when we got in a relationship. Completely changed. Completely, it was a complete one eighty. People say three sixty, but yeah, one eighty. It's like you being the same way what you are, but it's one eighty. It's one eighty. It's completely different. And um, he's so sweet. I have this theory about men raised by their grandparents. They're either extremely sweet or they're extremely fucking babyfied. Mm. So he's he's a extremely sweet. And he, by both of his parents, like his mother as well. But like, you know, predominantly grandma. Like he's just a sweetheart. And he's caring and he's thoughtful. And he speaks life into me. And that's why I'm like, I'm never leaving you. <laughs> I've never had that before. It's like if I'm having a horrible day, he's the first person I want to talk to. I was like, I love it. And I've always seen it in him. That's why I'm like, I don't want us to date other people. I don't want that to be a thing. Like, I've always seen that in him. I appreciated the time that we did take apart in the beginning because, like, I was like, yeah, I'll do my own thing. And then at that time, I was like, I don't want to be with other people. I didn't like them. I'd be like, one and done. I'm like, all right. That was all right. I didn't want it. I really didn't. I always just wanted him. I mean, I think that action 
that's when it clicks for mm-hmm. people, right? That he's just like, oh, she means it. Like, she's yeah. just going to move forward. Yeah. And I think that's really important to do if you say it, mm-hmm. right? What you say, like, okay, fine, I'm just going to do me. Then you really have to do you. Mm-hmm. Even if you're still feeling hopeful. Exactly. You know, y- and I feel like for a lot of men, it doesn't click for them many times until they see something like that. And then they Exa- might be- I say that, I swear, I think that I really do. It makes them realize, do I care or do I not care? Exactly. Because sometimes maybe they don't, but mm-hmm. what, if they do, it'll come up. Because I never posted anything that I was doing, like, because we stopped talking from like September, September, October, November, December, like that. We stopped talking that whole little while, and I, I never posted anything about uh, in regards to me dealing with other people or doing anything. Of course, he probably knew, but like the last straw was when he wouldn't fly me out to New York, and I was like, I want to see you. It was just like I was like, all right, book that trip to Miami, and that was it. Literally the next day, I was in Miami, and that was like a little wake up call for him. He was like, I didn't want to see that. Mm. and so i don't know how that sounds is that crazy i've had something like that before too i was dating a guy and he never wanted to be exclusive and then you know it hurt me a lot but i'm like okay fine then i'm gonna move forward and then i started like hooking up with the his uh business partner <laughs> because i'm just oh like my God, that's hilarious no but i'm like if we're not gonna be anything this is a free like i'm single yeah then. exactly I'm single I and i like and he said at that moment he realized he didn't f- know how he felt about me until that happened like i didn't do it on purpose to hurt him i was just like this is i mean i was also like 19 at the time but really you know, yeah, yeah fuck that go for the partner baby <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious and i'm like is that toxic though of them to be like i don't know what i have until it's in my face that someone else has it i mean I th- is that perpetrating toxicity oh i think it can i think it depends on the situation because women we almost have like a super highway of like all our thoughts are connected we know how we feel exactly quickly exactly they don't it's like one lane like a small Mm -hmm. lane like at a time like boop 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 so sometimes it doesn't connect Mm -hmm. so i think if it comes from a healthy place like oh i didn't know this Mm -hmm. until this came up versus if it's like a jealousy thing or like a possession thing then that's toxic and not healthy yeah i'm like i'm i just want to move off of love i don't wanted to like I'm not I'm no one's possession and I feel like in the beginning we have not butted heads but I've been like these are our boundaries and I'm myself and you have to know me you have to be comfortable with me talking shit doing that not to him but I'm never gonna disrespect our relationship but you're gonna I will have to do these things I'll have to like if I'm getting entertainment if I want to have like you know want to do my own podcast want to have my own show I want to do these things you are a lot of inspiration for the things that I speak about. So you're going to have to feel comfortable with even doing that because I'm very open as well. But I know when I post him, I, it looks like the sweet, like, and we are 1000%, but we have definitely spent some trepidation. We've had some ups and downs, but it's, I feel like I've found my person that I want to do that with. So I love, I'm so, I love him. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. No, I love how you're talking yeah. about him too, because I think people, we, I feel like we it's always real. Say, it's real. Yes, because a lot of people will acknowledge, like, we know Instagram is just like, you know, mm-hmm. the highlights and stuff, but like, really talking about it. No couple, no matter how compatible they are, mm-hmm. stuff comes up. And I just wish people would talk about that more transparently. You have to be. It, it definitely is. It definitely has been a. And for one, he's a Cancer and I'm an Aquarius. So, like, compatibility with signs, I don't even know if you believe in that, but it's like, he's so. 
emotional and a queer like as a cancer cancers are like crabs in a shell like in their shell and i'm so those are emotions and it those are like i don't like i don't do those i like when my friends cry i'll like hold their little finger and be like all right and i'll crack a joke i'll be like all right stop crying it makes me feel weird but with it's just a vulnerability i've never really experienced also even at we talked about this before he was like, do you like me because you genuinely like me? Or is it because you feel like you have this time clock for yourself? And I do speak about that, too, because I'm like, I feel like sometimes women put up with more because they feel like they have this time clock of like, this is someone I want to marry. And I'm like, no, I'll walk away from you if it doesn't serve me well, if it doesn't, if it isn't healthy, if it isn't. I can easily find it. I have never had a problem in that department. Me liking them is different. But I've never had a problem finding a man, and I don't even want to look. But so it's like, you stay on your piece and cues, and I'll stay on mine, you know? So are you long distance currently right now? Yes. But you know what's crazy? He works in L.A. a lot. He commutes a lot, and I'm back and forth all the time. Like, the longest we've probably ever gone without seeing each other is, like, three weeks. Okay. Which is crazy. Yeah. But that's, it, that's very rare, but it also used to cut into me as well, my own time, me, myself, and I, because I would like— all right, I'm in New York. I come back to L.A., stay for L.A. a week and go back to New York. Or he comes out here. And I'm like, I got gas, bro. I don't know what I ate last night. <laughs> what did I eat? I had ramen. Oh, it was Jamaican food. Oh, Jamaican. oh, I love ramen. I love ramen, but I realized it makes you bloated. So this morning I was eating asparagus. Oh, no. like diuretic. Uh-huh. <laughs> like I can't do that. <laughs> I had beans with my, uh, that's what it is. I had beans with my Caribbean food yesterday. That's why I'm like, why am I fucking, I haven't farted yet. You would smell it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, um, what were we saying? Uh, you're currently long distance, but. Oh yeah, yeah. We see LA each other all the time and it, and it cut into time with myself this month. I'm like, all right, I'm not flying out to New York. It's hard though. I'm like, I miss it. After like two weeks, you know, you get antsy and I'm like, ah. Yeah, I miss you. But other than that, like, it's still focusing on myself. We, that's why I always tell them, like, you have to have your own life before you are someone's wife, before you're someone's husband, before you're in, like, I need my friendships. I, I can't talk shit about you to you, you know? So I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm not that type. I have to, I have to, you know, I can't. I will, though. I'll be. I'll send him memes that relate to things. You know how, like, women post memes or people post memes that they want their significant other to see on it. I'm, like, sending them straight to you. Do better. <laughs> does he get the memes yeah he'll okay. see him and he'll just be like shut up okay <laughs> yeah he has a good sense of humor too that's good that's good with my husband and i because it could be an age gap thing he's eight years older is mm-hmm. your guy no we're this we're he's like a year older okay so he's eight years older eight years older and then also he's not i'm on social media and into like pop culture he not so much like he listens you got to explain memes and jokes to him I just, or it takes <laughs> him a minute I'm like, babe. Oh, but I realized if you're not uh, you wouldn't in know. pop culture, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know. know. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. That is funny. So 48 to 40. I don't think that's that big to me. Especially the older you get, I feel like it doesn't seem it, like that much of a gap. This is true. But I did notice that like energy level, especially when we first met, right? I was like 34. He's like probably he, like, great. I don't feel like having sex either. He, yeah, he, <laughs> he wanted to nap all the time. And then I was like, oh, my God, I do see a difference in energy. But I'm like, by the time I'm his age, I'll probably mm-hmm. want to nap. Too. Wait, how long have y'all been married? It, we've been married four years together, almost seven. So seven years together. Okay, that's cool. So you knew when it was time, were you giving him like this time clock of like, I'm ready to be married? I Well, we had the conversation really early on. Really? Yes. And I had put it out there. I had dated a lot. And I wanted someone who was ready. Like they wanted 
to get married. Not necessarily to me, but it was something I didn't want to have to convince someone. Mm-hmm. Like, are you ready? And I had done so much personal growth. I'm like, I need someone who has done the work. They don't have unresolved stuff with their exes. And they're mm-hmm. just like ready to get to know someone and move forward. And that was him. So you met him at 33? So I was, yeah. And he was 40. He was one of those guys that he's, I'm like, you've never been married. Yeah, and at that's, first, that look, he's a red flag to and, women, right? And at first, cynical me. I'm like, are you lying? <laughs> you what? don't have any kids? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> another family somewhere, you know? Facts. Like, where are they? In Italy? I don't know. <laughs> it's crazy to me. That's such a, some people will think that's a red flag, but then others are like, that is at the top of my bucket list. A man with no kids who's never been married, who's like not even tainted at all. So it's like, it's a way to look at it, you know, perspective. Yes. Yeah. And it depends on the person mm-hmm. too, because I, I can see the stigma around it. Like, really? why are you in your forties and you're never like, you have commitment issues yeah. or, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. And now after I got to know him, I, I learned why he wasn't married <laughs> because he's so patient, which mm-hmm. is my favorite quality about him. But it also makes he's like slow. He's yeah, it's really just, slow to make decisions. Sometimes. He's taking his own time. <laughs> I love that. And it's like, God, hurry up. <laughs> I, it is. Uh-huh. I want to like stab a knife like in my thumb. Yeah, like, no. Oh my God. And you still got to want to let a, like, let a man be like a man in the sense and be like, you know, like let them navigate their own way. Like I remember when I took my boyfriend home for the first time, my sisters told me I needed to learn how to shut up. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> you got the wrong one like no whatever and I'm like and they're like it's because we've raised you to be low-key like a brat and like a little princess and I'm just like my way or the highway so I'm learning that and it's like allowing men to live in who they are and do their thing and you know so I'm like having patience is a great thing especially if it were to come with me I'd be like yes because I can't stand when somebody like pops off on me I'm like Right. There's no, he... there's no space for that, at least mm-hmm. not for me. Like my parents did that to me growing up a lot where I felt like I couldn't just like relax. Mm-hmm. So I I appreciate it so much that mm-hmm. he's patient. But it's always your favorite thing about someone. There's other exactly. Side to it, right? Oh my every single time. Like I I know men love that I'm funny and humorous. And it's like then <laughs> now you can't now you always you everything's a joke to you. It's like <laughs> I thought you liked me because I'm funny. <laughs> Has your humor ever been intimidating for men? Men don't like funny women they say that they do they really they really think that they do and a lot of funny women will tell you this like it's a lot of women comedians who are still not in a relationship you see how kevin hart speaks very like vocally about his relationship how he cheated how he did this and that and how like you know his wife has to genuinely just take it all in be like you know i'm like not the scapegoat but just like yeah you're speaking about this Women are a little different in that sense because it's coming from a man. It's coming for a man's ego. And, like, that's why I had to tell Evanson. I'm like, look, I will say on podcasts that I fucked somebody before you, that I've done this, that I, we've gone through things. And, like, I've had to let it be known. And, like, you have to be fine with this. And, of course, I'm not disrespectful. I wouldn't disrespect them. But I think that, you know, it depends. It really does. Some men will love it. But uh, it, it takes someone to be able to understand that some things are genuinely just a joke. There's no yes. underlining Correct. behind it. There's nothing be underneath it. It's just a joke. It's just self-expression. It like, is. This is who you are. It's just truth. Like, this happened. Like, I'm not going to hide it's, it. It doesn't mean I don't love you mm-hmm. any less or that I'm disrespecting you. I just, mm-hmm. I want to be self-expressed. I, people come to me for relationship advice. And I'm like, I still don't have it the fuck figured out. But I know I can say something. I'll give you, I will give you my 
unsolicited opinion. Sometimes I might I might not even follow it. So it's like <laughs> I might even follow my own things, but I'm like I know what to do. I just don't do it all the time. <laughs> but like relationships and humor, there haven't been, really been many problems. But t- to me, sometimes I feel like in moments where I should have been more upset. I'm very a lenient girlfriend. I am. I'm like, you can go out. You can have fun. I'm very confident. Like, I don't really, I'm the type to be like, if you want to cheat, that's what you're going to do. And I, it's going to come back to me. I don't want to look through your phone. I don't want to do those things. I don't, there's always a way of finding everything out. And like, when men have done things, I'm like, I will get over it, but I'll bring it up in like humor and like self-deprecation sometimes. And I'm like, that's, this isn't funny. Like, I shouldn't be making fun of you being a cheater or like, yeah, you're going to go cheat or do like, I'm like, that's, I had to learn to draw the line between sometimes humor and just like pushing, suppressing my own feelings. But I think some men understand that it is a joke. And then other men are like, think everything's fucking funny. You can't take anything serious. Yeah. Yeah. It's cracking a joke. You laughing in other niggas faces. Oh, men. Right. <laughs> I'm black. Um, <laughs> but they'd be like, you laughing in other men faces. Yeah. You cracking a joke in other men. And I'm just like, I'm being myself just because I'm hot and flirting. And I mean, I'm just because I'm hot and speaking doesn't mean I'm flirting. So it's like, it's literally, you have to know a difference just because I can communicate. I was told one time, one guy I was talking to, we were together. We were literally, he was right next to me. We were talking to this older man. You know, I'm casually talking. I'm like laughing at him. I'm hitting him. I'm like, ha, ha, ha. So funny, blah, blah, this and that. Later that night, I had my ass chewed out. <clears throat> and he was just like, the number one sign in flirting is touching. It's physical touch and this and that. And I'm like, I'm right next to you. He's like, but you're cracking jokes. You're touching them. You're laughing. You're hitting them. I'm like, I'm right next to you. And he was like, Google the number one sign of flirting. And it was physical touch. I was like, what the hell? I'm not trying to do that. I'm just talking to the man. And he's just, and I'm like, so I'm learning more and more. And I'm taking those things from my past, like past relationships and bringing them into this one. And I'm like, sometimes I may still hit a man while I'm laughing. I may still like, I just feel like it's patience. That's why I'm like, I respect that. Because sometimes my man, he, in his field, he is so patient with everyone else. And when he, t- I remember we had an argument about this a few months ago, and he was like, when I come home, he was like, I want you to just get it. And I'm like, sometimes I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> patience. Have some fucking patience with me. Sometimes yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, if I have patience with you, I'm learning with you. You have to figure it out with me, too. Sometimes you'll say some slick shit, too. And I'm like, you got funnier because of me. well i think yeah giving people grace like well you yeah you can't just assume someone's gonna get it like that that Mm -hmm. actually won't work it's not healthy like you should just get like they're not you Mm -hmm. you're not gonna get it right all the time too so Mm -hmm. would you want someone to be patient with you and i feel like yeah a lot of people now i think they don't have the tolerance that's why yes that's why relationships i feel like don't last as long as because people aren't tolerant not and i don't like the Gen Z, they may like, I don't got to bear this. I fuck this job. I can quit this. I can do that. I don't have to do that. And it's just like sometimes you have to work hard for things. You have to work. Like it's like a, I don't think it's a chore because I enjoy loving on my boyfriend. I think, and he enjoys loving on Like we work together very well. Like I'm definitely all about being an individual as well. But it's like I had to learn how to be vulnerable and grow with my partner. It was more so me. He had patience in the beginning. And then when it was like, I didn't have I was I didn't have any patience in the beginning. That's why my sisters had told me I needed to shut the fuck up sometimes because I literally was like, "You do what I say. You do this. You do that." Ah. He had a lot of patience, and then it was starting to run out, and I was like, 
<laughs> you don't love me. <laughs> but it was when that was when I had to learn to coexist with someone else and not them just be under me and under this and do this. So it was like it was a trial and error. It's forever learning. Forever. Forever learning. Even like 40 years down the line, you're always growing and you're always going to have to adjust and, mm -hmm. and learn to be with your partner. My parents just celebrated their 47th anniversary. And I am like, how many versions have y'all seen of each other? My mom's yeah. only ever been with my dad. And I'm like, girl, you should have at least tried some other penis first. But <laughs> for you really tied the knot, uh, you wanted to just be with one. But she is completely, she adores my dad. My dad asked for his uh, sandwiches cut in triangles and hearts. She would do it. And when I was younger, I'd be like, oh, could never. And I'm like, Evan asked me to cut his steak. I'm like, how many pieces you want to cut? I, I'm... <laughs> It's crazy the things that you and I'm like I'm glad I grew up around love and I seen love and so it's like I it's, I had a good example of that so it's like um I'm I'm willing to do that I was in a six year relationship before that he worshipped the ground I walked on so like coming from that to someone who actually has an opinion about things yeah it's like ugh do I actually even like you anymore <laughs> <laughs> like is this what I want right <laughs> I'm so all over the place with my relationship when I say I'm thinking about it, I'm like oh, but I love him <laughs> it was crazy in the beginning and now we've gotten to a great place of just like completely understanding and not only understanding just comprehension you know it's learning and learning how to communicate because people communicate differently too mm -hmm. some people will respond well to being really direct and demanding mm -hmm. your um your needs mm -hmm. you know other people need it to be a little more gentle and so i think learning good communication mm -hmm. skills is it's golden <laughs> for building healthy relationships which is something i had to learn because i did not have that um modeled for me in a healthy way growing really? up so i sought that out because i wanted i'm like I want to learn how to build healthy relationships. How? And also being gentle on yourself, right? Like, we're not going to get it right all the time. Mm -mm. All you can do is show up and you try your best, communicate, listen to the other person, respect the other person. Exactly. Remember that song? I, I don't know who sings it. It's, Teach me how to love. Show me the ways to surrender your heart. I don't know who it was. I think it was Maxwell or somebody. It's a good, it's a good song. It's a sweet song. But I never really understood that song until I had to deal with that type of, you know, like love languages are a big thing. You know, loving someone in the language that they require. When I started reading up on love more and like, you know, like the, the books, like Hawaii Men Married Bitches, all those, you know, like those type of books, all those type of things. Just taking everything that I read from books like that to what I wanted to be in a relationship and ultimately still being myself. It, it just taught me to like, it's not just about me. And it took me damn near like 25, 28 years, 29 years to really be like, it's not just about what I need yeah. in this relationship. It's a two-way street. With my relationship now, I'm willing to put in the work. I'm willing to do the fight. And so is he. He's literally been like, I've I've been wild, all right? I have been wild. I've some, thrown some shit. And he's like, we're not doing this. He's grown me up. He has really grown me up. And I'm just, I'm thankful. I was wild, especially in the beginning, too. I'd be like, ah, fuck you. Boom. I'm like, you're not supposed to do that. You can't do those things. And it's like, <laughs> I could go to jail. Just <laughs> it's not just about you. Yeah. You. It's like if, if it's this thing of princess syndrome. Mm -hmm. And um, well, a lot of like Instagram um, things that I've heard videos and what do you what's it called when it's just like text on a post? Is there a word for that? 
What do you mean text on a post? Like Instagram posts, but it's just like words. Like, oh, like a, a, a meme. It's a quote. A quote. Yeah, meme quote. quote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it can lean too hard into like, if they don't give you what you want, then fuck them. You know, exactly. like too yeah. where it makes mm-hmm. it like narcissist almost. Exactly. Too, right? And it's just like, I don't, I genuinely don't want to be like 50, 60 and alone. Like, you know, I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't want that for myself. And like, and, and there's nothing against it. There's some, there are women who genuinely enjoy that. They want that life. I want, I want a family. Like I, I want, I have a big, you know, intimate family. Intimate, big, that's crazy. But like, you know, I have close. Sister, yeah, yeah, it's close, intimate. I want that. And of course I have a great genetic build. I'm tall, beautiful, you know, smart, funny. Like, I'm like, why would I not want a little me around? <laughs> it's for, those are for vain narcissistic reasons why I want kids. But uh, other than that, but I'm like, I do. And I'm like, see you being a great father you're gr- I, I see this in you i see us green bay great partners together i see us working well together community like i see that so i'm definitely gonna try i'm definitely gonna try harder i'm definitely gonna have more patience or try to fix what i toxic traits that i had before because i have had them and he's crazy too like we both <laughs> i've just been i've matured completely and i've definitely he's definitely brought out a different side of me and I brought out a different side of him and I'm just like it's exciting to see our growth together and that's what keeps me going in our relationship I'm like it's growth it's getting better and better that's a beautiful way of viewing it too because I think sometimes especially women like we want to get it right Mm -hmm. am I going to get this right but instead of being curious am I learning am I growing Mm -hmm. am I showing up and trying my best yeah that's all you can do in life Mm mm-hmm and I think it's beautiful when, pe- when people can show up to that because some people, they're scared to even show up to that, to ma- feel like they make a mistake or they're a failure. But I'm like, at least these people are trying. I completely agree. It takes a lot of courage. It does, especially since I, when you know from my, la- from my last relationship. And I used to bring in my last relationship a lot because it really was, a, I was like 19 to 26. So that's a long period of time. And from 26, 27, 28, I met Evan at 28. I was single for like two years. And not really because I was still talking to my ex kind of, you know. And it's just like, it's so different. And it, the things that I wasn't ready for, even my ex wasn't ready for, it's like, I just you see growth within yourself too. It's like, I'm ready for this. I want this. And I, and I, and I question myself. I'm like, did I not want it with that person? Did I want it with this one? And i seen this thing and it was like some people... You have to, sometimes you date, sometimes people should date carelessly because like you put up with more when you have like a timestamp on it. And I'm like, and I was, and I had to be mindful of that too. I'm like, am I putting up with this? Am I doing these things because it's what I want or is it because of the timestamp? And I, and I was like, it's 1000% what I want and who I want to do it with. My, you have to be mindful of that because it will still be like, I'm 30. I need to figure it out. And that's why I asked 33. Was it hard for you? Did you feel like you would find someone? Or was it like, were you in the dating pool seriously at like 30, like 31, 32? How was it for you after 30? It's funny. It's so funny because looking back, I was like, what was the rush? But I felt like it was, I was later in life. You know, I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. know my person yet. You know, it's my person. It's like, thing. like mm-hmm. 34. I'm getting married at 34. That's late. But now that I look back, I'm like, oh, my gosh, it wasn't late at mm-hmm. all. Like, why was I so panicked, you mm-hmm. know? And you just, you learn, like, so much about yourself, 30 to 40. I mean, it's forever. But it's just like, there there really was no rush. But I, I did feel a little bit like, where's my person? Yeah. Especially if you have friends who are, like, starting to get married and things like that. Did you want kids? 
Uh, no, that was always a thing that we're, I, I still don't know. I know I, I don't want to be pregnant. I know that. <laughs> I don't, there's like some, that body's too good. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I don't, there's something about it where I don't, um, like if we ever did have kids, we're open to adoption in the future mm -hmm. and possibly an older kid too. But there's something really? that, yeah, yeah. And you love to. <laughs> they do. And people feel differently about it, mm -hmm. you know, like my mom's just like, Actually, my mom's telling me similar to you. She's like, it should be our genes. We're smart. We're what? I'm like, like me. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, you're not perfect, mom. Right. Like, depression runs on your side of the family. <laughs> <laughs> but to me, I um, I don't feel the need that it needs to be our genes. Mm -hmm. And just so for right now, I mean, it had, it did come up just because for women, like I'm 40, you know, mm -hmm. there is, if we do want it to be our genes, like that is something to think about, exactly, right? Yeah. <laughs> do we want to do this? And both Pete and I are on the same page that we're, we're fine, right? At least right now, like, no, it's a no. If down the road it changes, we'll like adopt or do something like that. That's so interesting because I was going to ask if your husband was on the same page as you and he is. So it's like, yes. and freezing eggs are a thing as well now too. And yeah. it's crazy. I was literally, and it's crazy how they put this timestamp on you because literally, I'm like, I was seeing more and more of those things, like freezing eggs, doing this and that, like even on Instagram, like sponsors. And I'm like, should I freeze my eggs? I'm 30. I'm like, why am I thinking about that? Yeah, because yeah. geriatric pregnancy is a thing. Yeah. My sister had her second kid at 34 and she was like, the tests that they do are crazy. It's completely different. Yeah. And I'm like, maybe I should freeze my eggs. I don't want to do that. But I'm like, I got time. Yeah. Women are getting pregnant at 50. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. And, like, the medicines, the thing, like, the procedures, everything's way differently now. Like, I think yes. they put that time stamp on you when you were, the lifespan was even shorter. So I think that's why. But Totally. I think you just stay healthy, mm -hmm. you know. And, I mean, it's lovely that there are other options, like, that is true. your eggs. Mm -hmm. I think, um, I, yeah, my mom asked, like, do you want to freeze your eggs? She I asked that. She did. <laughs> and I think for me, I'm like, you know what, I don't, I won't feel like if I miss this Mm. opportunity i miss it i don't want to it just doesn't call to me so did you grow up with your dad i did you did as yeah. well so they were in a relationship to they were in a relationship together or did you grow up they, in a separate household? they do uh, they divorced when i was 12 and i chose to live with my dad really through high school yeah why yeah because he's i love him he's he's really patient he gets me freedom he lets me do me oh your mom was strict she was strict and she allowed you to stay with your dad she did i think they didn't know how to navigate mm -hmm. the divorce well so they let you, you know, do whatever you choose. Yeah, yeah. you choose and so i wanted the freedom like that's one of my core values so i'm like i'm gonna choose dad because i feel safe with them he doesn't uh -huh. criticize me and How'd your mom react to that? I would be so hurt. I don't think she liked it. Yeah. So for that reason, I didn't realize actually what a big impact that made on everyone and also like who I am now mm -hmm. making that decision. Yeah. Because my sister chose to live with my mom. Really? My sister's two years older than me. She chose to live with their mom, to, with our mom. And we're so different because those, those, those years are important, yes. you know, but because of, yeah, our, our where's your Where do you, uh, fam where's your family stay? They're in the Bay Area in oh, Silicon Valley. Up, oh, yeah, nice. Up north. Yeah. And she's and your sister's still up there? She is, and she works with the family business. She's always been, like, more, like, family, stay home. Mm -hmm. I'm the one who, like, took off. Like, mm -hmm. I'm going to New York. I'm it's going It's just y'all two? It's just you and your sister? Yeah. It's always the youngest one. That takes that, young, that second child doesn't give a fuck. That's like, <laughs> it's always the youngest one that takes flight, literally. Takes no, it is. It normally is. But it's funny. Pete, my husband, is the oldest of three. Really? He's the one who took off. That is crazy. He, he, <laughs> he was like, forget y'all. I'm about to do my own thing. My, my my oldest sister is 
such a sweetheart and she's very anything that she does is thought provoking towards my parents she's like i'm gonna buy a big house i'm gonna have a parent's house in the back or like a, a maiden home or whatever it is and everything she does she just bought them like a nice little fin like she just everything she does is sweet and it's just like you are so thoughtful she hasn't moved away they're still in louisiana me and my younger me and the sister older than me but she's still the young like we're two the baby the two it's three older than us obviously but she's older than me too but she moved to florida I moved to California when I was, like, 22. Yeah, we were out of there. And I'm like, there's so much more life to live than Louisiana to me. But I love, I did a podcast. I remember somebody was like, why are you shitting on Louisiana? Where are you from? I'm not shitting on it. I'm just saying there's a lot more to the world. And, like, I could live anywhere if I wanted to, but I chose California, you know? Because I seen, I went, visited California, and I loved it. But those older siblings, they do always, they're very thoughtful in the sense of, like, so who's going to take care of mom and dad? Yeah. You. No, I'm just kidding. I 1,000% would. I feel like they, they had to have that structure because tell your little sister, do that, be a yeah. better example. Yeah. And so she, my oldest sister is 17 years older than me. So I was oh, like wow. her little child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so it's, it's interesting when you say that your man, like your husband, left. <laughs> he was like, uh. Out of here. <laughs> I don't need that responsibility. <laughs> it's funny. So we're similar in that way, I guess. Where is he from? Jersey. I was from Jersey? That's an East Coast boy. I like, I like East Coast men better. Or people in general, just because it's more... I'm not a fluffy talker. Mm-hmm. And in LA, it's a little more sunshine and rainbows. Mm-hmm. I'm like, can you Very get to true. the point? And so I've always uh, felt more at home. I remember when I lived in New York for a year after college, I was... It was so refreshing. I was like, oh my gosh, this is what it's like to have conversations. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And the Bay, you like, hey, y'all. The Bay's low key country, too. I have friends from the Bay and they like sound like a little twang to them. I, <laughs> yeah, it's it just, I don't know. I never resonated with mm-hmm. that. So you'd I prefer guess. East Coast? Yeah, I do. At least the people. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I like, really? vi- I like visiting like around the holidays because it's festive and mm-hmm. it's cool. Yeah, I do. I like the East Coast people. I'm Southern. I love a good Southern hospitality. Southern. It's so different. Oh. I, my man, he's raised in South Carolina, North, one of those two, too. Okay. So he has a bit mixture of both. If he was just in New York, I'd be like, fuck out of here. Like, the manners. The manners yeah, are different. You have to have manners to me. You have to be hospitable. You have to be sweet. Yeah. Yes. The like, Southern men are very sweet. Very, very sweet. Considerate. Very considerate. They'll cook for you. Yeah. They'll do whatever. And like, I'm happy that he has both because like yeah. I needed it. And I went to South Carolina with his family. And I'm like, this is just like mine. Yeah. It's so. It's like I'm glad that he has both because I think East Coast to me sometimes they're a little harsh. And I've had like to talk with my uh, boyfriend too. I'm like, sometimes you can be a little aggressive. And he was like, I'm passionate. I love you, Pat. I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. Learn to talk differently. I'm like, because I don't, I genuinely don't like it. I don't like it. Well, that's true. From, if they're from New York or Bronx. Or He's like, from the Bronx, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, that, that is more harsh. Pete is from like suburban New Jersey. Like re- really yeah, like, wholesome, like kind family, which I actually had never experienced mm-hmm. where the, <laughs> their parents are genuinely kind and not critical. Like they, mm-hmm. they respect us, yeah. which I didn't get that growing up. It was more like you respect your elders like listen to me Mm -hmm. we're right and i was like oh my gosh you guys can (laughs) this is so healthy (laughs) this is so nice it's a nice (laughs) did your dad ever remarry he he has a life partner basically like Um, over like 25 years not not legally but basically Mm, basically after a certain night isn't it like legally binded or something not legally binded but i it was a statistic that i read that it shows that like 90 percent of divorced men get remarried and like literally like 30 percent of women 
I forgot it. I don't know if it's, that's the exact number, but 90% for sure of men get remarried okay. or like find another partner. Compared to women, mm-hmm. it's less. Mm-hmm. Way less, yeah. And I was just like, that's so interesting because men, I feel like, can't exist on their own sometimes. <laughs> yes. Well, don't you find sometimes, like with my husband, sometimes I'm like, how do you function? How did you do that? Function- yeah. You have not one pillow here? <laughs> like, where do you where do you lay your head on? You didn't have a little lining for the shower. I was confused. I'm like, I don't know. What is this? You, you have a nice apartment. You have nothing in it. What are we doing? Like, I don't know. I don't know what my dad would do without my mom. I don't think he would even be alive, honestly. And that's just being completely honest. My dad had, um, he had brain surgery before and like, like probably like a few years ago. It completely like changed him in a sense because I would, like I said before, my dad was, crazy fun just like the life of the party my mom was too but like he became a little bit way more reserved didn't know how like wouldn't remember where things were at one point and like just seeing that I'm like you definitely sometimes just need a life partner imagine how my mom felt at that time of like just not having to be literally a caregiver like caretaker it's just crazy to me to just see that like I want that and that, women figure it out. I feel like men don't. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's like the true love mm-hmm. is when, you know, there's... You wiping the, his ass. Yes. <laughs> the, like that loyalty and mm-hmm. dedication oh, it gets me teary. But it's uh, that's one thing I've learned after meeting Pete. Like the type of love, it's different from mm-hmm. the the dating, the passionate stuff. It's uh, something I've never experienced before, going that deep mm-hmm. with someone. And just like the little, like, quote unquote, like boring things. Like the other night, I opened the fridge and there was like a mini watermelon in there because mm-hmm. he knows I like watermelon. Oh, and he just bought it at home. It's those little things. He's so thoughtful, mm-hmm. and I think it's important to remember those things. Because like you thought of me when you seen that little mini watermelon. That's it. They don't realize how easy it is to really bet that got you horny. Huh? <laughs> like fuck. <laughs> but yeah, the thoughtfulness. The thoughtfulness. That is, I completely agree with you. That is so sweet. And it's just like you thought of me. You did that. You considered me in that moment. Yeah. You know, I don't like crust on my bread, and you took it off for me. Yeah. It's like the little things. My mom, she talks about my dad, how he brings her breakfast all the time. And one of my best friends was with me, and my mom called because she knew that she, we were together. And she was like, Look at my husband bringing me breakfast. And it's the simplest thing. It's like a raisin bread with peanut butter and a little banana. And my friend clowned. She was like, that old little ass raisin bread. <laughs> and she was like, that banana that ain't even a breakfast. And we were dying laughing. But she was like, but he does it every single morning. And I'm like, don't we want that? <laughs> I'm like, it's just something just so simple as that. And like a little coffee. And I'm like, that's what she eats. That's what she likes. That's what he brings her. Yeah. And I'm like, I want that. I don't mind that. I mean, the superficial things like looks money you know if if you don't if you only have to offer like the superficial stuff like you're replaceable you're completely replaceable it's that loyalty the thoughtfulness the you know support Mm -hmm. i think those things for long term for long term do matter yeah i i had a um in the beginning of my relationship too like i'm telling you it's just been a lot of self-reflection a lot of growth a lot of just questioning not even myself because i tell you he does speak very highly of me speed literally lifts me up all the time but like I had a lot of self-doubt especially I was a psycho turning 29 like in like December of 2021 January because my birthday is the last day of January I was a nut job and I would take of course you take on the people you love the most so he heard he was getting all the slack I probably broke up with him three times and it was because of my own self-doubt I never not thought of myself as like good enough but like I just, I wasn't feeling like I was good enough. 
just in general, for anything, for a relationship, for him, for myself. Like I was, I felt like I had imposter syndrome. I was like, I'm start a podcast. What am I, what am I really going to be talking about? What am I going to be doing? Like, am I smart enough? Am I funny enough? Am I worthy of love? Am I worthy of the love that he's given me? Like, it was just a lot. Like, it was so much. Honestly, the other day, like probably like three weeks ago, I just was not in a great mood and I hate that he sees all of my emotions and just knows. And I would hate it even more if he didn't acknowledge it. So I have to like think of the double of it. But like, I was just in a place of like, I'm in New York right now. I could, I should be in LA doing something for myself, like doing my own thing. Like I was feeling down of like, I need to be doing more. I need to be doing more in my life for myself. And like, cause I see him working, I see him doing this. And like, I I can't explain it sometimes and then like I'm afraid of that vulnerability sometimes still but when I speak to him he's like you're doing amazing he's like you have these things you're doing this he's like you have a movie about to come out you he's like you literally have to think about these things even if you're not doing anything in that moment he's like that's what the entertainment that you're in does it's like that and it's just like I'm so thankful but it sometimes it pisses me off that he just not pisses me off it's annoying that he notices when I'm like not in the mood I'm like I can't explain it but sometimes it's just one of those days it's it's about vulnerability and it's just still realizing that like it's still a work it is I'm just learning a lot about myself and I love him for that I do I'll cry right now <laughs> yeah like, I love him and I'm like I'm like I just I hope you realize how important and impactful you are in this relationship and this just Oh, and that, oh, that's what I was saying. I was like, I have those second thoughts about myself. Like, I hope I'm like that for him, you know? Like, and I'm like, am I enough? Am I doing this enough? Like, I'm like, of course, yeah, I'm impactful. I'm, I teach you how to be a little bit more carefree, do this, that. And I'm like, am I doing everything I'm supposed to in my relationship? Like, of like helping you to go to the next level, you know? I don't know. It's still questionable. Yeah, I totally resonate. It's I think the self worth is a big mm-hmm. is a big thing because if you're not feeling it, that's when we self sabotage, mm-hmm. and that's something I had to work on a lot before um, being able to show up healthy to create a relationship because my self worth was really low. You did you do that before you got married or before you met him? I did. See, I did. that's why I'm like sometimes I like when I was breaking up with him before I turned thirty, I was like I need to do this on my own, <laughs> like, and he was fighting. He was like. We are in this together. He was like, you are someone that I I see my life with. We are in this together. And I'm like, I don't want it. <laughs> I was crazy. Like, literally, I was. That was like six months ago. It really, because it was my own self-worth of like, what am I doing? And I'm like, I did that movie a year ago. It still hasn't come out. I'm doing this podcast. It's taking forever. I'm not booking commercials like I used to. I'm, You know, I'm just like, it's. I'm at a stagnant place. And I'm just like... I need my own self-worth. To, I need myself to do this before I'm in this relationship. And you're like, we almost a year in. You're not leaving me now. <laughs> we done done a lot of work, and you're not about to quit when it goes when it gets really hard for you. So I, re- I appreciate that. Sometimes I do wish that I would have had more time. I, I thought I would like it to be my own sometimes, you know? But it's not. He gives me the space to grow and, like, whatever you want to do, however you feel, like... And I do, I would honestly be in bed depressed by myself if I didn't have that, sometimes that push of like, you're doing great. Yeah. You can get up. Oh, totally. You know? And then honestly, when you, when, with men sometimes, you can't act like you're not doing, you can't act like you're not doing anything. I randomly wake up and be like, yeah, I've been writing emails. (laughs) It's so funny that I feel the same way when beat comes up. If I'm having like a lazy day. Exactly. I'll jump off off the couch. (laughs) They don't understand. 
understand that. They don't know. It's like, yo, when I used to live with my ex, I would like, when he would like, he'd come home from work or doing something, I'd be like, yeah, I was busy all day. I clean up. Like, yeah, what did you do? You know? So it's like, you can't really relax when you stay with a man sometimes. They don't know. It's like, I got to clean up all the time. Do y'all do half like with like stuff like that? We do. That's nice. great. I don't know why I'm always a maid in relationships. Like, just, it's natural for me because I was the youngest. I was a maid in my family Okay. all the time. I'm like. Probably because you just do it. So I do it. Like, okay. So nobody else does it. Like, and I used to get beat up if I didn't do their chores too. So it's like, I'm doing everything. But with Evan, I'm like, no, your shoes go right here. Mm-hmm. Your socks go literally right there. But with my last relationship, I would just clean it up. I would do it. I'm like, now I'm talking. It's a lot. It's no, that takes a while to iron mm-hmm. out because even Pete and I, it took years for us to kind of like designate certain roles. Like, really? you make assumptions of like who's gonna um, handle the bills and taxes mm-hmm. and all really? that. Really? I assumed it would be him because that's what he does for work. He's a CFO, he's a numbers guy. I'm mm-hmm. like, of course, other two yeah. of us are gonna do it. And I got so mad when he wasn't showing up the way I wanted him to with that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why aren't you doing this? Like, what do you mean showing up? Like, oh, like he like, would expect you to do it, right? Like, I'm like, why am I handling all our bills when, like, my, it wasn't fair to him because I had the expectation, like, you should be doing yeah. this, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so we had to talk it out and really delegate, like, who's going to be in charge of this and who's going to be in charge of mm-hmm. that, and that can take time sometimes. Sometimes, and also when you move in together, when you renovate, when there's life changes, when you have kids you're going to have to adjust, right? And and isn't that scary? It is scary, and it's hard, too. And it's just like the self-identity, like having the space, too. Mm-hmm. It's just like you think after having kids, right? I've talked to so many of my female friends where there's like, I'm losing who I am, and you have to go back. You know, it is yeah. scary. Mm-hmm. It's it's terrifying. But um, that's life. It's always, you know. So how did y'all get, they say in marriage, like the first year you talk about the cleaning up, who does this, who does that? Like you all, you argue about those things. The second year is like finances, third year is probably children and things like that. And like where to really orchestrate stuff. So was it like that for you? Initially, it seemed like there wasn't any problems. I think because we didn't talk about anything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what's everyone talking about? This is easy. This is like, great. we'll be so chill. It's fine. But then, like, things started coming up. Where I, and it like that's the thing with long term relationships. Like little things like start building mm-hmm. up. <laughs> like, you never did the bills. <laughs> it's still it's, it's still learning each but, other. But stuff the- stuff comes up though. Like during the renovation, like I um I was doing everything, and you know it's like a full time job. Mm-hmm. You know when the walls are ripped open and there's like people everywhere. And I had left town for a couple weeks. And during that time, nothing got done. I was livid because mm. I think I assumed like, yeah. oh, Pete knows this is his house. He cares. Exactly. He- nothing was done. I was so livid. And then I just had to, um, I think I'm pretty good at taking self-responsibility too. Mm. You know, like, okay, like I should have uh, communicated before I left. What you like, expected. Ma- like make sure the cabinets come in and then you tell them, like mm. install it, you know. <laughs> Um, like that is common sense why didn't you do that that's yeah. what I thought you know and I, he he has never done a big remodel like that so he didn't know I'm like you need to be there and manage it and yeah. tell them what to mm-hmm. do I'm like what do you think I'm doing at home all day <laughs> twiddling your thumb <laughs> <laughs> like what do you like this is a full time job yeah. so it's it's always learning it seems like sometimes women just take that role and are the initiators and are the like yeah I'll do it I'll do it yeah it's like I'll do it all like I learned how to literally like route like put a, put down tiles i was doing everything i was doing all that too and i'm just like 
<laughs> what are you doing? Like, so I completely get it. And I completely understand it. Sometimes I think sometimes they love to take the back seat and allow. They feel like because you know I don't know. That's true. That they do. They like being taken care of. I think in a certain way, especially because mm -hmm. even at at work, if they're always like doing shit, right? Mm -hmm. I think sometimes they do like exactly. to sit back and relax a little. Mm -hmm. But I, I mean, it's just I think it's just communicating like in the beginning what needs are and expectations and I mean I mean it's just wrong to have have expectations without communicating yeah them, very true people are not mind readers those are hard conversations to have like did you go to marriage counseling before we didn't I, we want to actually because really? I think that it was it's it's healthy even if nothing's like wrong mm -hmm. I think it I having think so better too. communication cannot hurt. my friend um my friend said their pastor wouldn't marry them unless they went to marriage counseling first. And a lot of people do that. And I think that is a good idea just to like get over to help someone uh, navigate those difficult conversations with yeah. people. And I, and um, I know Evan makes way more than me. And I'm like, when we get to that point, I want to be like, so who's uh, doing all that? Cause he's definitely the type who would be like, I want you to take care of the house and do okay. things like that. Okay. And I'm like, I'm gonna go see all your bank statements. You know <laughs> <laughs> that the money conversation's interesting. That's awkward. I don't. I wouldn't know how to handle that. But I'm definitely down to be like, pick up your shit. Money is like, I don't want you knowing how much I make, and I don't want you know. I don't want to. I want to know how much you make. So it's really unfair, <laughs> right? Yeah, people have very. Um, there's a lot of emotions tied to money, mm -hmm. and uh, but I think that conversation is necessary to have before getting married. I think it's a good idea because your values are placed. In, mm -hmm. a lot of it is placed in money mm -hmm. how do you what's your, what's your relationship with it how do you we want to spend it do we want to have like shared bank account like how is this mm -hmm. going to work it's good to so y'all talk about that. that we did we got a lawyer and wrote out our wills you have and, a prenup and we have a prenup really we're both yeah we're both um practical and it's really like unromantic right i know i said the same thing it's it's very it's a weird conversation to have because it's mapping out worst case scenarios exactly if i die where's this money go you know and it's it's just weird i'm the one who wanted it um just because my family i have some assets that i'm going to mm. inherit from my family so we just wanted to keep that separate. oh so you did it yeah we did it and he's so good at not taking things personal you know i'm like this is just the family stuff to keep separate mm -hmm. and everything else you know so it was pretty simple and he he's good at not taking it personally like, it doesn't mm -hmm. mean anything about us and um we're both how much are you quite married logic <laughs> <laughs> look baby girl you need a daughter i'll be <laughs> luckily the conversation it was it was really easy mm -hmm. we didn't have to pay the lawyer much because we just like agreed and then signed yeah. it and it's funny because my sister she just had the conversation with her um partner they already have kids and stuff so they're basically were married but they made it official mm -hmm. recently and then they oh, did nice. they did okay. the same paperwork but the conversation was harder for them really but i'm like it, but i totally empathize i'm like it is a weird conversation it is have. a weird conversation and plus they have children involved too so That's those are it's like, like so yeah. what are we doing about our kids if you worried about that I, like i get prenups to me are just it seems like a setup for f not it's for failure you know and i'm like yeah. i don't know i don't know how i feel about that yeah no i i totally maybe get if i that. had more money i would be indifferent you know so i'm like <laughs> well that's what i had the conversation with someone who because he was saying i don't believe in prenups like i think there's different ways to have those conversations and i was like what if you were like a billionaire or you made yeah. a lot more than her and he's like no i would just view it as you know what this 
the time we had together was great. And then I'm like, have you ever been burned before? Exactly. There's some estranged relationships, some estranged couples, and some estranged people. People do um, interesting. I think they really show who they are when, there's, money. A, when there's a lot of money mm -hmm. involved. You really see who, who they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's I, just protection. It is. It's just protection. It's just safety and, net. Yeah, and I'm an entrepreneur, so I do map out just like mm. worst case scenarios. Yeah. And so, like, if this happens, what are we gonna do? I like having a plan B. So no, that's, that's good. Did. That's actually cool. I mean, when I had this discussion with somebody, I was like, I move from love. I'm not spiteful. I would, if I were to, my husband were to bring it up, I'd be like, I, I don't know why I would help. I wouldn't help him feel offended. So what do you, what do you mean? You want to prenup? You know? But I'm mm. like. I know that it's a logical decision and they say marriage is is a business as well. It's like this is your business partner, this is your life partner, this is also your finance. I'm very understanding and I get it, but in the same sense of like nope. I'm not doing it. Yeah. I'm not signing it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I would have to really think about it. I'm like, you need to have a good argument. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think it depends on the person and the way it's mm -hmm. presented too. Because I think sometimes there, it can be a way it's presented where it comes up. It really yeah. comes up like, I don't trust you. Mm -hmm. Or yeah. I, don't, I don't have, or like, faith, I don't in have faith in this relationship. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't move out of spite. I would never do anything spiteful. Even if I were to have children with a man, I would never move out of spite. I would always want my child to be involved in someone's life. And you never know situations. You never know scenarios. Everybody's different. Every relationship Everything is different, but I just know I'm not a spiteful person. Like I said earlier, I was like, I don't hold grudges long enough. You know, I'm like, I genuinely am just not a spiteful person, so I don't see in any way, if anything, I'm more prideful. I'd be like, fuck you and that money, you know? So I'm Same. like, you know, so it's like, how dare you bring a prenup in it? But I don't know. I get it. People holding hold value to what, they, what they're rightfully on, you know? So I get it. It's like, I get it. Yeah. Do I, I like it? I don't know. I feel like you wouldn't really know, because emotions are high and like, mm -hmm. I like, I like to think that because I'm very prideful too. Like I'm not the type that would like fight for things. I'm like, you really want to, yeah, fight you want to do that exactly. You can have it. I'm gonna start over. over Unless here. you completely have me messed up, and then it's just like now I'm taking everything you got. I think you know. <laughs> <And> <laughs> just, I'm like, damn, am I spiteful? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they're extreme. Like, okay, you want to? They're the extremes. <laughs> well, they're so extreme. There's no gray with me. So I guess you are probably. But maybe you should get that prenup. <laughs> <laughs> Did y'all get married traditionally, like at like a church with like a big family, or did you go to like a courthouse? My best friend married us, and it was just our immediate family. Oh, that's cute. Really simple. I love that. That's why I know Evan has a big family, but I really want, and I, I, I have a big family too. But my immediate family is my sisters. I would honestly just want like a something very simple, just our siblings, like on a destination, and then come back and have like a big like party or something, and I'll show the video of our wedding. You know, I don't. Yes. I don't want it to be stressful at all. No. And I don't believe in that much money for it either. No. I, I worked in the wedding industry for 15 years. Really? So you're a I, wedding planner? I, hey, J-Lo. Oh, <laughs> photographer. Photographer, nice. Oh, yeah. 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 And I, that is a good way to do it. Small ceremony and then have the big party back at Yeah, home. like, and I don't want anybody to be stressed out about them. Mm -mm. If it's stressful, I'm like, why are you doing it? Yeah, This no. should be fun. It's a celebration. It's a party. So if you feel yourself getting overwhelmed, it's like, pause and be like yeah. why am i doing this it should be fun and i don't need all of that i genuinely don't like i don't i really would love the people closest to me there and then we can have another little party yeah somebody else can do plan all of that i'm not going there and make i'm like i'll go there no makeup on <laughs> <laughs> we're here for a ball a good time not a long time and i'm like i want to spend that money on a honeymoon huh have you talked about getting married with Evan? yeah i have to. we've talked about that and he's like i 
I'm not gonna lie to you. I love his his family. He has siblings just like me, and it's the same order as well. So it's like we're literally like the baby of like that. He's one younger sibling, but um, she's way younger. So I didn't really. I guess I'd be to her because that's the fifth one. But like I don't know, we kind of resonate more. And he's like, you know, I have all this family in South Carolina and in New York, and I'm like, well, I have all this family in Louisiana. So it's like, it's my wedding. I go to Louisiana, but I'm just kidding. But like, I don't mind. He wants a family. He wants a big wedding. He wants that, and I'm like, I want like an intimate setting. But it'll, and that's why that's why I came up with the, we can have like a big party because I was like, I yes. one thousand percent want something small. I don't want that much stress. Yeah, on myself because you're not gonna do anything. You're gonna be like, yes, no, to like. Flowers, yes, it is. That's what I'm like. I'm, I know that already. And then I'm like, who pays for it? Is the family supposed to pay for it? Are you? Is are your family's traditional? Um, yeah, but like they're older, they're retired, they don't like you know they got their own stuff lined up. And I'm like, no, I don't want to spend all that money. Like I want to cute, expensive. exactly. I Weddings know. I've seen. That's I'm why like, I was in the industry for so long. Like I'm making like, good money. You making money, baby? <laughs> Fifteen years is a long time, especially photographers. You pay anything for photographers? Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. I've been in a few weddings and I'm just like, and I've just seen the stress of I've been in them, you know, so I'm seeing the stress. I'm hearing about it vocally about how stressful it is. And money isn't an issue. Like for Evan, he would do whatever I asked him to do. But like, to me, I'm like, I don't want that. I don't want those issues. I want, I really am all about having fun and having a good time. Yeah. So I want it to be fun. I want, I want it to be like a little mini party. I've seen some stressful, like I've seen brides cry in the back. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Did you cry? Did I actually? I didn't. I got teary. You got teary because well, out of love. Oh wait, or of stress. Well, actually, before the wedding was one of the biggest fights we ever had. I work in the industry, so I'm like, you know, we need coordinators. Yeah. And he just, he's like, no. And the little kid in me just felt like not heard, and just I'm like, this is a need of mine. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be people yeah. t- like telling the DJ writing checks. I'm like, no. Yeah. And then he was just like, no, we're not doing that. And then I, yeah, I, I like started crying. And I, yeah. <laughs> it was a, it was a big fight, and he didn't get it. He's like, did you end up getting a coordinator? Of course we did. Well, it worked exactly. <laughs> and I'll cry again. <laughs> um, that was probably the biggest thing. But besides really, that, it, was, it was. So y'all fight. don't really argue like that. Was no. it hard in the beginning? It no with Pete there was actually a lot of ease. He's really? very calm for the most. We're both reasonable. I think that's mm-hmm. the good part. Like between both of us, he's the more grounded. He's more masculine in that way, and I'm the more fiery, creative. Mm-hmm. Blah, that one. Yeah. But I am reasonable. I'm not the one. I don't think he would do well with someone that who's mm-hmm. too fire. So we're just very nice mix. That's why I was like, I don't know. In in the beginning, I know for a fact it it was him being too logical and being like I don't want a relationship and then it was me feeling like you need me in this relationship so it, we butt it we butt heads before we got together and then when we got together it was completely different and I was like is that how it always is it's every story is different that's why with there's no formula to mm-hmm. it right like does this mean this yeah and I was like anything. is that toxic um <laughs> it doesn't mean anything yeah. it's different for everybody it's different and I'm, I'm happy to where it is now but I have always been vocal about it not being perfect I love when I hear like couples who are just like this is exactly this is the ease I'm like I love that and I'm like, at 30, you feel like you would have it all figured out. But I was still growing. I'm still constantly. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, all these bitches who think they're like 22, going to have it together by 30, you have another thing coming. 
Yeah. You have another thing coming. Oh, for sure. And in your 20s is when you think you know, like, everything. And... I swear I thought I knew everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. It's so annoying. Mm-hmm. It's so, like, and, like, the ones that become a life coach, you know? At what, 22? 22? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, get the fuck out of here. Don't even teach me how to be a, don't even teach me how to work out. Your body hasn't even come That's yet. Yeah. I got these boobs out of nowhere. They, you can't tell right now, but they are thick. They look good. They Right. Thank you. No they, bra? No bra. It looks really good. Thank you for that. You know, I had nothing. I had no, I've gained, well, I'm like 148 right now. All my life, I was like 115, 120. Okay. And then like after COVID hit, I was like, this grown woman weight is not moving. I was like 27, 28. And I'm like. I like it. It looks really good. Thank you. I look fat. I'm just no. kidding. <laughs> Is it, well, you're tall. So, I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. and also, so it all, with, yeah, the boobs, like, you want to match. Everything, mm-hmm. right? everything works out now. But before, I was just used to being a little toothpick. And I'm like, that's why women should not get these BBLs at, like, 18. I'm like, girl, your grown woman body has not even come yet. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, I don't even want a trainer that's 12. I want yeah. somebody that's 35. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Metabolism Exactly. You know exactly and... what I'm dealing with when I go out at night. Like, <laughs> when I wake up, my trainer right now is like, he looks great. And he's like, I, he don't, I, I don't know, probably when we know his name. But I know he's damn near 50. Oh, and I'm like, you look damn. good. He knows what it is. I literally worked out the other night and he was like, you went out wrong. And I was like, I wasn't going to say nothing. Mm. He's like, I could tell. <laughs> that sounds like a it's great so trainer. That's mm-hmm. inspiring too when they're older and they keep it up. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, Jesus, you look like body looks great. I want to be like that. I feel like I'm always look good though. You do. I feel like I am. You're Thanks. beautiful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I remember when I first met you at Albright. Oh do yeah, you remember that? Yeah, I do remember. Of course, I remember that. Yeah, that's what I meant. You were. You have a book out. Mm-hmm. I want you to come on my podcast when it actually gets up and running. I yeah. want to like get your book so I can read it so we can talk about that. Yeah, I'm course. not really that professional on podcast on my podcast yet but that's why i'm like i'm honestly still taking notes i've been on other podcasts but i'm taking notes from you too you let me talk i'm like am i talking a lot you're supposed to be talking a lot though you're the guest that's the thing when you host is uh, that's my lesson like shut the fuck up yeah i'm bro when i've had people in my podcast like but the episodes haven't aired yet but i'm like it's about me (laughs) but you're funny Uh that people want to listen to you and i'm glad that it's perceived though because that's how i I don't mean it intentionally and when i like look back and i'm like i'm talking so much shut up that's what i'm like i'm listening you do just like sit back and i'm like okay that's fine but I do want to read your book. I do want to, and I do want you to come on mine. I'm excited about it. I do like that. Awesome. We'll do that. What is your book about? Finding Love for Independent Women. Bad bitch. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I think we're running out of time, but thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed it here. Yeah. If people would like to send you a DM or reach out to you or follow you, where's the best place they can do that? So you can follow me on Instagram. My Instagram at is chy.com. F um on YouTube, Shy Fonson. I I deleted all my videos, but I'm gonna start again. Um TikTok C- exactly <laughs> rebrand. TikTok chy.f and I am starting a podcast. It is with a network called Kluma. And my podcast is gonna be called Don't Be Shy. Play on Don't. words. <laughs> Don't be shy. <laughs> so those are my platforms what I'm gonna be doing. And I really appreciate it. I've enjoyed our canon combos. Hope to come back soon. Once I read your book. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening, everyone. If you've enjoyed the show, please give it five stars and write a review. It helps my rankings, and I really, really appreciate it. And if you're interested in my book to read or gift to a friend, it's called Show Up, Finding Love for Independent Women, and it's available on Amazon. Have a great day.